Amen. The 16th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles and verse number 25, I'll preach to because I'm going to do a review and then uh, do, try to do a homily. I don't know how that's going to work out because the spirit already moving. Um, um, but uh, uh, what to do at, at midnight. Because some of y'all trying to drink your way through midnight. You can't out drink midnight. Amen. You can't smoke enough dope to get through midnight. No, you can't. Amen. Because if you could, some of y'all be past it because you're smoking enough. You can't buy enough lottery tickets to get through midnight. But what do you do at midnight? How do you handle midnight? The Mike Vey family is going through midnight now. How do you deal with midnight? Right here, uh, Acts chapter 16, verse number 25. I'm reading from the King James Version. Let's read out loud, but I'll bring, I'll talk about some of all this in our, in our time this morning. Let's read out loud, verse number 25, Acts chapter 16. All right, let's read. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of our God is going to stand forever. How, what to do at midnight? You might be seated, amen. You might want to ask your neighbor, have you ever had a midnight? Amen. Have you ever had mid a midnight? Amen. Have you ever had mid midnight is facing some of those difficult situations? Amen. Oh, uh, um, um, M. Scott Peck in his book, The Road Less Travel, talks about life is just difficult. And midnight is when you face some tough experiences. It could be death. It could be divorce. It could be an in, incurable disease. It could be debt. It could be desertion. But midnight, and midnight has nothing to do with how you are living. Because you can be living ever so right and face midnight. The next time you're at the mall shopping, you run into Job. Job will tell you in Job chapter 1, verse 1, it says, And there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and ensured evil. However, midnight came in Job's life. Midnight will make you bitter or better. That's why you run across some bitter folk on your job at the family reunion for Thanksgiving. Bitter folk at church. That's why I tell my ushers, if you're mad, don't come to church bitter. If anybody, don't be, don't be bitter in the choir. Up here singing, I made it all right and you like you mad. <laughs> made it out all right. You're going to be bitter, don't be in the pulpit. Don't try to preach 
a good news like you're bitter. Because life will make you bitter or it'll make you better. So bitter, they'd see some people coming. Because just, they just bitter. Somebody say bitter. They, they ain't got nothing to do with the turkey. They just bitter. They same way in, in the summer. They bitter. Because midnight, midnight will make you bitter or better. It, 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 it'll, it'll reorganize your thinking. Try to speak to some folk at the church. They don't even speak to you. They bitter. I can tell you a bitter person. They don't even, I say, good morning, how you doing? They never laugh at none of my jokes on Sunday morning. I know I say some funny stuff. They just sit there and look at me like, you better finish up, Jack. I'm, I'm already sick of you. Because see, bitter folk don't want to laugh. Bitter folk just want to be bitter. If you listen to their music, they listen to bitter music. Amen. I'm going to follow some of your cards. No, listen to that stuff. Listen to that stuff. You listen to old town. No, okay. okay. Bitter. Or you listen to B.B. King or Lil Wayne or whoever. Bitter music. Or you listen to that rap music is bitter. You mother. This. I'm going to pop a cap and pop. To <laughs> Say, Doc, I don't even know you, man. That's bitter. But at midnight, here's how you handle it. Because see, we look at all of chapter 16, uh, verse number 5. Paul went through establishing the churches in the faith. When you get saved, salvation is the first step. The next step is discipleship. This is why this year we're using, next year, Lord bless, we're using Dr. Tony Evans' book, Kingdom Disciples. And our pastoral team and I, we are writing a three-year discipleship program. Am I correct, pastors? <laughs> we're writing a three-year <laughs> discipleship program. This is the book <laughs> that we will start officially studying in April. Uh, disciples, getting you established in the word. You can't make it if you don't know the word. That's just like me while I go trying to sing that song. I don't know the words. I'm just, I'm, uh, thank you. <laughs> and <the music. laughs> You got to know the word. Somebody say the word. Amen. Now, uh, January, we'll do a series on the, on the 10 major doctrines in the Bible. A lot of folk don't know how many books in the Bible. You can't make it because the devil is serious. And that's why I got so many people flip-flopping. They don't know the word. They flip-flopping. They don't know the word. Paul will be established in the word. And then also learn how to listen to the spirit of God. Holy Ghost in verses 6 and 7 forbade him to go preach in certain places. Listen to the Spirit. There are some relationships the Holy Ghost, I'm told you, stay away from. This fella can't spell save and you trying to marry. Don't know how many books in the Bible and you trying. I see it's going to be that kind of Sunday. Okay, let me dig in then. Amen. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, amen. You better listen to the Spirit. They'll stop listening to yourself. They'll stop listening to your upset friends because the Holy Ghost will never lead you wrong. Spirit of God. I told y'all Sunday before last when I preached here. I'm here because the Holy Ghost sent me. I didn't flip a coin. So I think I'll go to Austin. Didn't know anybody in Austin. Wasn't mad at nobody, no. 
but the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Amen. You better listen to the Spirit of God. Spirit of God tell you there's some place you don't go. I don't go everywhere. Because the Holy Ghost said don't go. Don't go to that rose. Well, bless his name. The Holy Ghost said don't go to that clan meeting. <laughs> no, don't go. He listened to it. And then, and then, and then also uh, um, uh, the, 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 Paul spoke to the spirit of that woman. I told y'all last time, you got to recognize the spirit that's operating in people. You are spending too much time fussing with that person. It's not that person. It's the spirit that's operating in that person. Because behind every sin, there is a spirit. And that's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. You're not going to stop doing what you're doing until you get your spirit right. And Big Mama didn't understand, didn't understand soteriology, but she said, I looked at my hands and my hands looked new because the spirit had gotten right. Some of y'all have a bitter spirit. Some, just keep looking at me. Some of y'all mess around and married somebody with a bitter spirit. And don't care how you try to cook the turkey, they still mad. I don't care how you try to kiss them. Hey, baby. Hey, mama. They still. It's a bitter spirit. Amen. Well, I'm preaching to myself because some of y'all got a bitter spirit. I've been right here 26 years. I run across. There's some bitter folk in Austin. But you don't speak to that person. You'll never, see, you'll never get the president right talking about Trump. You got to preach about and pray about the spirit that's operating. What spirit is operating in you that you can't say amen at church, that you know God been good to you, got more than you ever had, and yet you come to his house and don't say nothing to him during the whole service. What kind of spirit is that? Paul spoke to that spirit. Don't, don't have time to deal with it. Uh, women are more susceptible to, to spiritual occultism. Because women are more emotionally perceptive. <clears throat> Amen. I'll deal with that later. See, women. Women, are more, women are more perceptive. That's why they got modern day radar from women. My wife would just walk in the room in the radar. My wife would tell me about folks, you better watch him. That's your turn. Then she'll say, you better watch her. And then she'll add to you, better watch that heifer. That's what she'll say. I'm just, that's just, I'm just, <laughs> but see, we men, we are not that perceptive. We just go all the day. And your wife will tell you about your best friend. You better watch him. He's not your friend. What? We, because women are more perceptive. More perceptive, much, much more perceptive than we are. We, we're afraid of our emotion. That's why we don't shout too much. We don't. But, but the you, that woman, I, I, I deal with that. How they had a little girl. That spirit of divination. See, women are more perceptive. Boy, they, amen. Paul 
spoke to the spirit. When she got saved, she could not do divination no more. Those of y'all who still going to these fortune tellers, that's not biblical. Though y'all still calling the 1-800-900 numbers for advice, that's divination, that's not biblical. Those of you reading your horoscope before you read your Bible, why do you think they call it horoscopes? <laughs> Though y'all still have that rabbit foot for good luck, that's not biblical. And it's sure not good luck. Why? Because the rabbit lost his life. <laughs> now watch the spirit. Watch. Watch the spirit. The spirit. And as you, as you fast and pray, the spirit of God make you more discerning to the different spirits. A person will never change until the spirit changes. We spend too much time dealing with the person and not that spirit of alcoholism. Not the spirit of homosexuality. Not the spirit of lesbianism. Not the spirit of hatred. It's a spirit that can only be changed through the power of the Holy Ghost. Paul spoke to that spirit. Spoke to that spirit. When she got saved, she couldn't turn. She couldn't do it no more. And her, her, her pimps, I mean her bosses... Got mad. I mean, and had Paul and Silas beat, put in jail. It's a spirit. You watch? Spirits. The spirit of rebellion. What's wrong with a lot of these young folk? It's just a spirit of rebellion. And my mother said, there's only one head in this house. And that's why I told mine, when you can't do what I say do, there's more room on the outside than on the inside. The spirit of rebellion, man. Paul spoke. Then look here. Then look in verses 31 and 30 and 31. The man asked the greatest question ever. What must I do to be saved? That's the greatest question. That's the greatest question you can ever and a lot of people have never asked to be saved a lot of folks just join church y'all know my testimony I remember four different denominational churches Methodist Baptist Church of God in Christ Church of Living God and lost in all of them didn't smoke didn't drink but I wasn't saved you're not saved because you go to church no more than being born in a garage make you a mechanic a lot of folks think they say it because their parents say God don't have any grandchildren. You got to ask him for you. And this man raised, what must I do to be saved? And look at the biblical answer. Look at verse 31. This is the biblical answer. Because you got a whole lot of stuff floating around. Even got some folk came to see me. And I'll talk about that later on some other time. You know, come here. Just, you know. Look what Paul said. If you want to be saved, Look at verse 31. Keep your Bibles open. Because, and they said, become a black Baptist and stop smoking. <laughs> and they said, stop your drinking and your snuff, snuff dipping. 
This is how you be saved. See? It's not religious and it's not denominational. Because we add a lot of stuff. See? see? We added stuff. Some folk added you got to fall out, got to speak in tongues, all that. That's not up. It could happen, but that's not the number one thing. What must I do to be saved? Y'all ready? Look what they said. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thou house. Romans 10, 9 and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Romans 1, 16 said I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it is the power of God to everyone that believe. Well, bless his name. I got saved 47 years ago because I believed. I invited Jesus Christ into my heart. I repented of my sin. And I asked him to save me. You're not saved. You're not saved because you black and broke. Got a lot of these black folk running right here because you had it bad. Everybody had it bad. A lot of white folk had it bad. A lot of Hispanic had it. You ain't the only one. If I had time this morning, I put on some violin music. All of us got a sad story. Amen. My turtle ran away when I was five. Amen. All right. Because I'm saved. You're saved when you believe. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I know I'm saved. There are folk don't even believe you can be saved and know it right now. Well, you're in the wrong Bible. The Bible says you know when you're sleeping, you know when you're hungry, you'll know when you're saved because the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, will make residence in your heart. So, hey man, well, bless the Lord. I'm not waiting till I get to the rippling streams of Jordan to see if I'm saved. I could die in Texas. But I'm saved. Hallelujah. That's what evangelism is all about. What must I believe? In a few minutes, we'll give you a chance if you want to be saved. Because guess what? All of us living on death row. Amen. And the devil keeps trying to tell you to put it off. But you may not make it back next Sunday. You may not make it Wednesday. You may not make it back. Because all of us are one heartbeat away from eternity. You don't have time. The only time you have is right now. Man said, what must I do to be saved? Now what we're trying to tell you, listen, hell is too hot. Eternity is too long. That's why we keep, that's why we go out evangelizing, trying to equip you to evangelize. You ain't got to like me, I didn't say it. Listen, if I was God, every McClendon would automatically be saved. If I were God, because there are some black McClendons and white. See, we, like everybody else, we are mixed. <laughs> well, I guess I need to move on. I said that, all right? <laughs> uh -huh. See, in America, black folk, we really don't hate white people because we have white. Most of us, 
My great granddaddy was half white. So what that make me? Half whatever, a third of them. <laughs> but you're saved when you invite Jesus in. When you got saved, when I got saved, whatever you used to do did not go out of business. Come on here, keep looking. I'm just about finished. I'm just about, I ain't gonna get to, I'm gonna finish my sermon next Sunday. I'm just, I, I ain't gonna be able to get to my two points I have for this. You, when you got saved, whatever you used to do did not go out of business. Some of y'all were freaky. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on live. Some of y'all did some. But when you got saved, you turned your pole loose. No more nicknames. <laughs> I'm walking in the light. You might well say, man, some of y'all used to smoke some of everything. Come on, you know. Stop acting like we've been saved all our lives. We ain't all of us ain't never been saved all our lives, you know. But what happened when you got saved, you stopped doing what you used to love to do. I told y'all about that story about this young man had just gotten saved and the preacher invited him to his church. So the young man said, sir, where is your church? He said, the preacher said, well, go over the railroad track, turn right, right by a liquor store. Turn right, go two blocks, there's a strip tea joint on the left. Turn left there, go down another four blocks, there's a gambling shack. Right there, the church is on the other side of the gambling site. The young man said to the preacher, Reverend, I'll never make it. Amen. You see, when you got saved, when I got saved, whatever you used to do did not go out of business. But you got your spirit right. Now this old flesh still long for it. See, just like you were sitting at that table Thursday with that fork, want that turkey. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. That ticket, give me the ticket, grassing and the giblets and giblets and mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, pile it on. That, that's the flesh. And so that flesh still wants to be satisfied. But what have happened, you are now on a spiritual diet. You have joined the spiritual weight watchers. And so stuff I used to do, I don't do no more. I still think about it, but now I'm controlled by a new spirit. And my new spirit is, I'd rather please my Jesus than my flesh. Because I've been saved. <laughs> I got saved at 21, the height of my debauchery. I could stay out all weekend. I could leave home on Fridays and never come back to Sunday night, sleep maybe an hour at the height of my debauchery. But I met Jesus. Anybody else? Got saved. We can still raise hell like everybody else, but we saved. We can still go to a little bit of funky parties, but got saved. You won't see me there. Because I got, I got a new spirit. I can still hate like everybody else hate, but I got a new spirit. I forgave those who hurt me because I got a new spirit. 
What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved and thy house. That's why God, that's why here we are after every man. If every man get his family. This morning, Brother January got all his children. They all got baptized. If every man get his family. Say what Joshua said. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And everything that grew up in my house, when we left, when I left going to church, they left going. Because for me and my house, now when you get your own house, you do what you want to do. When you pay your own bills, buy your own car, you do what you want to do. But around here, there are certain things not going to happen. This man got saved and his house. Pray, take it home. I know some of y'all having a problem at home. Stop fussing. Amen. I said, stop fussing with each other. Some of y'all grew up with that. That's all you know. Either you're fussing or you're cold. See, some of y'all grew up in a cold family where nobody say nothing. They go for weeks, don't speak. Go home. <laughs> go home. I'll finish next week. Go home and pray. And then sing a Zion song. Go home and pray. Pray together. Pray for each other. I have all next Sunday, every husband who want all, I have some, I have all for you to anoint your wife in Jesus' name. Pray for her. You just, give you understand and know what she goes through. You, don't, you have no idea what a woman goes through, hoping that you don't dump her, hoping that you don't walk off and leave her. You pray for her. Amen. It got really quiet then, okay. Let me, amen. That's what she worried about. Pray for her. Let her know because you love Jesus, I love you. And I'm going to do everything I can to take care of you. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house.